Let's say you won $200,000 on a lottery ticket. How hard do you think the lottery would try to get in contact with you? Now, I've never won anything on the lottery, but I imagine they'd call, leave you a voice message, send you a text, and probably send you an email as well. And if you didn't respond inside 24 hours, they'd probably try again, and then they'd probably try again. Now, let's imagine we have a simple conversation that might be worth $200,000 to a prospect. All they need to do is have a chat with us and then potentially change vendors. Why is it that most sellers will call once and send a single email and think that they've done their job? The $200,000 is worth exactly the same in both scenarios. Yet the belief is that one $200,000 phone call is welcomed and the other is unwelcome. Does that sound crazy to you? It sounds crazy to me. Welcome to the Best of Sales Skills Podcast. I'm Mark McGuinness, and thank you for listening. This podcast is designed to share actionable sales tips to help you start more conversations with your prospects and then close more deals. So let's get into it. Today, I want to talk to you about a key part of selling, and that is managing your own mindset effectively. If you really understand what the value is that you and your solution brings to your clients and your prospects, then you can easily manage your outbound fear, or as I call it, your seller's bias. Seller's bias is that fear that we've all been too pushy. Maybe we've worried about sending too many emails, that the prospects read all of our emails and understood them, and they hate us or that they don't want to talk to us on a marketing call, that they don't want to talk to us on a cold call. They think that we're just going to be a pest. Seller's bias is also the fear that stops you from calling at nine o'clock in the morning because you think they're probably doing something more important right now. Or it might stop you from calling at 12 noon because, you know, they might be getting ready for lunch. Or it stops you from calling twice in two days or maybe even twice in one day because you think you're being too pushy. You see... We naturally focus on the negative. Humans have a negativity bias. It's completely natural. It keeps us alive. It allows us to focus on not getting run over by the tram or by the cars when we cross the road. It stops us from drowning in big surf. But it also has a detrimental effect to the way we can see sales situations and it can stop us from taking meaningful action. If you know that your solution has an incredible, perhaps life-changing result for people, would you persist? I believe that not only should you persist, but that you have an obligation to persist. If you know you can change people's month, their year or their life, you should. Here's the thing. No prospect wants to take a phone call out of the blue or receive yet another email. But if you're valuable as soon as they start talking to you, nine times out of ten, they'll forget about the intrusion and simply be grateful for the chat and the information. Here's a quick disclaimer. If you're saying anything like, I can save you time and money, stop it. Go away and figure out how to better enunciate how to help your prospects. The best way to do that is to show them that you know them early in your outreach. That is, demonstrate that you really understand their daily struggles and you might have something to help them with that. Here's some examples. Number one, let's say you're a recruiting business. If you're recruiting mechanics, When you're calling workshop owners and managers, 
You might want to talk about all the extra work they're probably having to do themselves and the inability of the workshop to grow and take on more paying customers simply because they're a mechanic or too short. If you can find this person a qualified mechanic, their life will be much better than it is today. This conversation will be valuable to the workshop owner or the workshop manager. As a second example, if you're providing best-in-class fleet management reporting tools to fleet managers, well, because cars are hard to get right now, new cars are hard to get right now, and they can't replace and renew the fleet as fast as they once could, one of the challenges fleet managers have right now is managing an older and harder working fleet. Simply, this is placing more work on the fleet managers, it's increasing running costs, and annoying the staff who are driving older vehicles. If you can reduce this pain, I bet the fleet manager wants to hear how you can do that. This conversation would be valuable for fleet managers. A third example, if you're selling a SaaS product that allows councillors to reduce the amount of payment fraud, the amount of invoice duplicates or double payments, maybe incorrect EST payments from their suppliers, and you know that this is typically a half a million to a $1 million saving for the council, do you think the CFO would like to hear about it? I think the CFO would find this a valuable conversation. In each of these cases, the prospect will be much better off simply for the conversation itself, even if they don't put it into action. So if you're only reaching out one or two times and assuming that you've been heard, or worse, you're stopping because you're feeling uncomfortable, then that's your seller's bias in action and you're letting your prospect down. And you're letting yourself down. At the end of this podcast, go and have a strong look now at how you're structuring your outreach right now. Are you using a true multi-channel outreach on every touch? I don't mean sending an email on one day and then two days later making a, making a call. That's not multi-channeling. That's sporadic outreach. Instead, call, voicemail, text, email, all within two minutes. Then repeat a variation of this three or four times, maybe once a day or once every two days. Add in a LinkedIn message, a video or an audio message, perhaps send them a little something in the mail. Right? You need to make it clear you need to talk to this prospect. Make it clear by both your actions and your messaging. If anyone ever challenges you as to why you're being so persistent, simply tell them why. Tell them that you know this has a significant impact on your existing clients and you're sure they'll find the same value too. If they already have one, simply compliment them on being ahead of the curve and find another prospect to talk to. You see, I recently did a series of workshops for a number of my favorite clients, and they all had an excellent understanding of why they should be talking to their prospects. But their outreach was inconsistent across a too long time frame and lacked urgency. This is the disease that is the seller's bias. Instead, think like the lottery agent. $200,000 is a life changer for most people. Be the salesperson that changes lives. Until next time, sell well. Thanks for listening.